positioning the business for an exit is something that takes time. And, you know, the best time to do it is far in advance. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Matt Rouse. And today, my guest is Marvin L. Storm. Marvin, how are you doing today? Hey, Matt, I'm doing great. And thanks for having me. Hey, we always have some difficulties in, in the, the digital world. And, and I apologize that we did a little bit of recording ahead of time and then we had to start over. So, But I think we'll get the important stuff. And, and that's what matters. It always kind of comes out a, a little better the second time around anyway. So well, that's all true. That's right. It's, you know, I, I can't remember who said it. They said the, the, uh, the quality of your work depends on the size of your discard pile. Well, there's a lot of truth in that because you learn as you go. That's right. So let me read your bio quick so people know who you are. Marvin L. Storm has founded, acquired, scaled, and exited businesses over the past four decades. He started and is the host of the Business Exit Stories podcast, where he interviews dealmakers that share their war stories of business exit deals for the benefit of entrepreneurs who are in the early stages of thinking about exiting their business. And he provides tools for an entrepreneur who can use double the amount of money that they get in their pocket when they sell their business. So Marvin, why don't you, first off, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the Business Exit Stories podcast? Well, thanks. I would like to do that, you know. The whole podcast came about because I exited a business and thought I would sail away into the sunset and enjoy life. And when you have your foot to the pedal to the metal, as they say, coasting is not all that great. You know, the vision doesn't match the reality. Uh, so I got to thinking a little bit about what I could do to, you know, leverage some of my business background and experience and, you know, specifically around this idea of exiting a business. And I thought about the, my last exit. And if I'd have been a little bit more dialed in, I could have done a little bit better for myself. And I thought, you know, there's probably a lot of other folks out there that you know, are kind of in the same boat. And so I decided I would actually interview the deal makers, the people that actually make deals happen because they have hundreds and sometimes thousands of stories because they've been, you know, doing deals for, you know, 10, 20 years, sometimes 30 years. And so they have a whole portfolio of interesting insights from the deals they've done. And so I started interviewing these folks and the true to form, the podcast has just kind of exploded. And the format is where we chat about the good, the bad and the ugly deal stories and uh, what can be learned from those. You know, if you learn from others mistakes, maybe you don't have to make the same mistakes yourself. And that especially applies to something you only do once or twice in your in your life. You know, that's kind of how it works. Well, it seems like there's just an amazing amount of information to know when it comes to selling a business. And, you know, I was talking to my friend, Preston Hart, and he's in Portland, Oregon. And he had somebody come to him, he's a financial planner. Somebody came to him and said that they're getting ready to sell their business. And they wanted to know if there's any way they could reduce the taxes and stuff on it. And he said, oh, well, when are you selling your business? And they're like, oh, we're, we sign the deal next week. So obviously it's too late to do something at that point, but 
when is kind of the the opportune time in your opinion to kind of get started thinking about and planning for exiting a business well it's a great question and a question that is not often answered just like the story that you just shared it's all too common that people think that you know you can wave the magic wand and you know in this case save taxes you know at the last minute but those things have to be staged you would never start out a journey you know driving across country without you know kind of plotting out the, the way you're going or most people wouldn't anyway they would want to know how many miles they're going to drive a day and where they're going to stay so they make sure they have a hotel or a airbnb or whatever the case is you know reserve and you know positioning a visit for the for an exit is no different it cannot happen overnight it's real fire drill when you show up and it generally what happens matt is that People work decades and sometimes a lifetime uh, mm -hmm. building value in their business. And I don't care if you've got a business that you're a solopreneur or you have a dozen people working for you or hundreds of people working for you. The principles are the same. And the positioning the business for an exit is something that takes time. And, you know, the best time to do it is far in advance, because what happens generally is that there is a life event that triggers the decision that you need to sell your business. It may be a unexpected health emergency. It may be a divorce. It may be, you know, a key person leaves your business. It may be a competitor enters the space. It may be that your it's burned out. Whatever the situation is, if you don't have the plan in place, it's the fire drill. And generally, if you think of yourself grabbing everything that you want out of a house before your house burns to the ground, you probably don't get everything that you wanted to get. And that certainly applies to the exiting of a business. If you try to sell the business at the last minute, you're not going to extract the value that you have created over years and decades of hard work. It's, a lot of that is just going to evaporate into thin air. And so the answer to your question is that regardless of how far in advance you decide to start thinking about exiting, it should be years before you actually put your business up for sale or plan an exit to passing it on to a family member or a partner. Those are the things that you need to really carefully consider because if you think about it, Matt, there's only four things that can happen to a business. Right. You're going to live forever, which is not likely. You're going to pass it on to a family member or a partner. You're going to sell it to a third party, someone you don't know, or you're going to go out of business and go bankrupt or close to business. Those are the only options. And if those are the options, then you need to say, okay, which one is going to be my preferred path? And if it's to sell to a third party, then you need to start thinking like a buyer. What is a buyer going to want to see when they buy your business? And then you start putting in place all the things that a buyer would want to see uh, if they were to buy your business and make sure that that information is available. And if you do that, there's not really any rocket science to that, but there is a methodology to that. Right. Uh, there is a process to that. So the, you follow the process and check up all the boxes, you're going to extract a lot more value from your business than if you don't. Right. So I think most people are, are business owners and, and maybe not most, but at, at least some are aware of 
you know, doing kind of the basics, like making sure all the taxes and stuff are in order, making sure your bookkeeping is in order, doing any kind of inventory, and then maybe some, you know, documenting your processes and HR and stuff like that. Beyond those kind of things, what are the the real kind of gotcha things that you've heard about a few times on the podcast? Well, some of the stories that, you know, all the things that you just listed off there are absolutely essential and true. But some of the things that, you know, there there is a, a checklist that you go through. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Just the other day, not interviewing an intermediary, a, a mergers and acquisitions specialist, and he had an entrepreneur that was, you know, getting to the point pretty much full of himself that he'd built a really successful business. And he had, you know, about... Uh, a little under a hundred employees, and he he was just headed his stride. His, he was making a boatload of money, and he had a good team that was assembled around him that was executing at a pretty high level. And the the advisor suggested that you know he had a key person that was really crucial to the success of his business, and he said, you know, you really need to make sure that this person is committed and that there's an employment agreement in place and that you should probably give him a bonus to have the have an incentive to stay after you exit and sell. And he said, no, I paid that guy well. You know, he's made a lot of money. I, he's, he's at the top of his the income range and in his in his skill and specialty. I pay him, you know, attractive bonuses. He's made his money. I'm not going to, uh, you know, do that. And he said, I would really recommend that you you have a retention bonus that uh, you pay him. Make sure that he's here a year or two after. And I'd suggest that you give him, you know, $25,000 when you sell the business, another $50,000 if he stays a year and another $50,000 after that. Uh, he stays three years with the business. He says, I'm absolutely not going to do that. I paid him well. And no matter what the advisor tried to encourage him to do, he just wasn't going to do that. Well, come to the closing table, there was no employment agreement in place with that person and no non-compete. And so at the closing table, when the buyer wanted to have, you know, the employment agreement for this person to make sure that there was a non-compete and that he would stay with the business, the key person refused to sign. And the deal was not going to close without that person. And so to make a long story short, what happened is that our full of it himself entrepreneur ended up writing a $500,000 check at closing to this key person to have him sign the employment agreement that would allow the deal to go through. And so just that one little thing cost hundreds of thousands of dollars and it was all unnecessary. So it's those type of things that on the podcast you hear and, you know, the podcast has hundreds of stories, all of businesses of all sizes. I've had stories told of a business that was worth millions of dollars. And because of the, you know, the lack of insight and planning on the entrepreneur's part, a year and a half later, the business closed. All that value of a lifetime of work just disappeared because of key strategic blunders that that were made. And they're all avoidable. The sad thing, Matt, is that every single one of them is avoidable. And so this, it's just a fascinating when you when you hear stories of businesses that are Main Street businesses to big, big 
time businesses that have tens of millions of dollars in revenue. It's just fascinating what you can learn from listening to these stories. For sure. And man, you know, you see people who, you know, kind of get forced to sell their business. They haven't really thought about any of these things. Like you were talking about a major life event. We've seen that happen with businesses where they just shut down completely. And one of those actually was, you know, kind of COVID related. And what happened was the owners of the business, they decided they were just going to take early retirement and they couldn't sell the business at the time because, you know, their industry was kind of depressed because of COVID. And they ended up just laying off all the employees, selling what assets they had, and then they sold their building that they had recently purchased. So I can't imagine they made any money on it and, and they were done. And, you know, that business before that made millions of dollars a year. So what a nightmare, right? It is a nightmare. And I can tell you from similar stories that if you've done the right planning, even in that situation, you can extract value out of that business because if a business has been around for years and made millions of dollars and has millions of sales, there's value there. You cannot discount that. And if you have, you know, given some thought, you know, you can extract that value. There are advisors out there that can help you extract that value. So regardless of the situation, there's an interesting statistic out there that is, you know, 80% of businesses that are listed for sale do not sell. And I think that's that's an absolutely (laughs) true statement. Yeah, it's all businesses, meaning small businesses, the large businesses. But that's that's the statistic when the fact when they're actually listed for sale, there's not enough takers because you haven't been able to position the business to be attractive to a buyer. Right. And yet you have advisors out there that, you know, business brokers and M&A advisors and others that facilitate this process that if they take you through a process, they have a closing percentage of 95 to 100%. They will never take on a business that isn't properly prepared to sell because they know what a buyer is going to need to see. And if you check off all the boxes, there are buyers out there. There is a flood of money out there right now. Right. Uh, Post-COVID for business acquisitions out there. This is a heady time for business acquisitions out there. One of the best that's ever been reported in the annals of U.S. business exits. You know, it's it's a heady time out there right now. I've honestly, I've, I've thought about it quite a bit. My business partner and I have talked a little bit over time, not about selling our business, but of acquiring other businesses. Just because, I mean, we own a marketing agency, so... If we can see a business and we look at it and the marketing is, is where the failure point is of the business or where they're having, you know, maybe where they're struggling, if they're going to sell it or it's something that we feel that we can market really well, you know, we just feel that there's a good opportunity there. But that's besides the point. So if somebody's going to maybe want to purchase a business, do you think it's a good idea for them to go through, you know, a broker or something like a business broker, right? To to make sure that all those boxes have been checked first versus, you know, just like a private sale? Well, in the, in the transaction world out there for exits, there's really a buy side and a sell side. Mm-hmm. There are advisors out there that just do buy side representation where they will represent buyers. It's kind of like a realtor, you know, okay. we're more familiar with the realtor environment is that you have, you have realtors that just list, it, list homes for sale and you have realtors that just specialize in selling homes and, you know, in the business 
environment for exits and business sales, it's the same type of situation. And you have some that do both. They do both buy side and sell side representation. Right. And so most people, it's it's kind of like it's it goes back to: Do I really need someone to sell my house? You know, can I do a you know for sale by owner? Well, yeah, you can. Uh, takes a lot of extra work and time, and you may or may not uh, make more money on the sale than if you use the realtor to facilitate that process. Well, it's, it's almost identically the same scenario when you're selling a business. In my opinion, because it's a very technical area, um, depending on the size of your business, myself, I would never attempt to sell a business without, and you kind of need a deal team. Again, depending on the size of your business, you kind of need a deal team. You need, you know, an attorney that is is not not your family attorney that handled your divorce or drafted your will. You need a specialist that does this every day, all day long, because it's a it's an extraordinarily complex area of law in crafting the right agreements. If you're selling a, a main street business, meaning you know a business that's generally doing under a million dollars a year in sales, maybe half a million, the level of expertise you need is is still high but not as high as you're selling a larger type of business sure, so i would so, never never try it on your own right and you know honestly i wouldn't buy or sell real estate without you know a realtor involved in most situations there's, there's a lot of gotcha stuff out there you know especially you know if it's a rural property or something it's not as bad but in the city and stuff oh my god there's so many things that could go wrong as someone who does work for a lot of like real estate teams and boutiques and people who sell things to realtors. And we have contact with a lot of real estate agents and man, I've heard some just nightmare stories, but anyway, I'm sure you've heard the same kind of nightmare stories, right? About businesses. So do you think that businesses, maybe they're, they're not really thinking about selling their business or, you know, maybe their business is fairly new. Do you think that's still a time to prepare like kind of an emergency? Like what if I had to sell it? Do you think that's worth, you know, kind of taking the time to do that preparation? Well, let me answer that story with another story. I'll I'll share an actual example from my career. I had a friend of mine that uh, wanted to get involved in the business and he was retiring from the computer business. He had a lot of skills and sales and and he was retiring in five years. And so he developed a plan that he would position his business, grow his business and sell it in five years. And that five years was because his wife would be retiring and they would sell. They were living in the San Francisco Bay Area at the time. And they planned on leaving that area and, you know, moving to Colorado and retiring in the hills and the Rocky Mountains area that he just loved. And so from the day he started his business, he had a vision on how he was going to exit it. So everything that he did and what I recommended that he did, because I was working with him at the time, is that he create binders that he would put everything that he did into his business. So he put all of his sales reporting, he put all of his advertising into a binder, he, all of his emails that he got, he put his tax return, he put his sales tax returns, he put all of his leases and his employment agreements, everything that he did every year, he put into a binder. And this binders, they ended up being like three to five inch 
you know, thick binders that were on a shelf. And every year he put all that information in. And through the form, at the beginning of, at the end of the fifth year, beginning of the sixth year, uh, he reached out to me and said, I'm ready. I'm ready to exit the business. And so I worked with him of bringing in the right advisors to you know, handle the transaction at that time. And here's an interesting thing that happened, because generally what happens is that you get ready to sell a business. You haven't given it much thought. You haven't organized all of that information you're going to need that a buyer is going to want to see. And so it's kind of sketchy. And so the buyer then scratches his head because it isn't all there. And he says, well, what are you trying to hide from me? You know, what, what are you, the skeletons in your closet, you know? And those questions lead to more questions, which lead to more questions. Right. Well, in his situation, he had everything in these binders that you could ever imagine and more than you would ever want to review. And so he had three buyers that showed up and they he created a competitive environment where there were more people interested in your business and that's the ideal situation is that you have more people at the table than you can sell to and it creates urgency and when people wanted the due diligence and they wanted to look at all this information that's on this uh, checklist the due diligence checklist it was all there in these binders. And he said, you can't take the binders home with you, but you can sit here all day and look through all of the binders. And right. it was so overwhelming for these buyers that after a few hours of looking for it, they just said, okay, fine, I'm ready to make an offer. And he got more than his asking price for that business, slightly more, because just like in a real estate situations that we see here today is that some people are bidding on homes. Well, the same thing will happen in your business. If you have value created and you have more people there, you can extract a lot of value out of that business that would not ordinarily be there. So to answer your question, you know, people that are just getting started in business, uh, if you have a clear vision of what your goals are and how long you want to be in business, then I would say definitely you make decisions based on that that roadmap that you've laid out for yourself. In his situation, he executed a five-year lease and uh, because he knew at the end of the right. period of time uh, that was going to be five years. He made sure that, you know, that lease had renewals in there and that it was assignable. And so he made sure that all those things were in place. So when he got to the finish line, it was a smooth transition. And the key point here I want to make, Matt, to all of your listeners out there is that this value that you create within your business can disappear overnight. And uh, you can extract it if you plan on the process to be able to extract it. That's right. And uh, man, there's a lot to be said for planning ahead. And I think this is probably a longer conversation than we have time for on the podcast, but I wanted to see if somebody wants to, you know, learn more about this or get more information or contact you, what's the best way for them to learn more? I'll probably just go to my uh, personal website, which is marvinlstorm.com. You just go there. There's links to the podcast that I have. I also have a, a report on how you can double the value of your business, the amount of money that you put into your pocket if you sell. Uh, there is a process to it. So if you just go to that website, marvinlstorm.com, that's the best place to, to reach me. You can find me on LinkedIn at Marvin L. Storm. 
you know, my LinkedIn or on Twitter at Marvin Elpstorm. So however you want to reach out to me, I'll be glad to chat with folks out there. Again, I think the, the bottom line here is um, when you're looking at entrepreneurs tend to be very creative and entrepreneurial and they try a lot of different things. And sometimes they spend a lot of time working to build things, but don't spend as much time thinking about how they're going to get out of a business that they got into. And Absolutely. So the only way that you can monetize it is to either sell it or pass it on. And there are not a lot of options. So thanks for having me, Matt. It's been delightful. And uh, just for all your entrepreneurs out there, think about how you're going to get out of your business someday. I think this is great info. I think it's a topic that a lot of people are, you know, I, I would say everybody's kind of always, you know, in the back of their mind thinking about it, right? They're like, what's my business worth? Or what could I sell it for? Or, you know, are my kids going to take over the business someday and things like that. So, you know, succession planning and, and, and valuations and stuff are kind of a pretty common thing for people to think about. And I think this is a great starting point for people. So thank you so much for being on the show. Also, we'll have the show notes. We'll have all your links to your websites in the show notes. You can get those at hookseo.com slash podcast, or you could just click the little button below wherever you're listening to this show right now. And Marvin Elstorm, thanks again for being on the show. I think it was great. And, uh, you know, I'm excited. Maybe we'll have to have you on again sometime soon. All right. Thanks, Matt. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.